HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. Um, I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and we're here at Roberta's Pizza, as usual. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Acme Smoked Fish, located in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Acme has been a mainstay in New York's culinary landscape for over 55 years, using old-world recipes. Acme produces the finest smoked salmon, whitefish, sable that discerning palates demand. For more information, check out uh, www.acmesmokedfish.com. So, um, really excited to have a couple of guests here today um, talking about a a topic that hopefully a lot of people are really getting excited about lately, and that would be, you know, in a larger sense, gardening, but let's uh, narrow that down a little bit more, um, urban gardening, and specifically container gardening and green roof gardening. So um, we have a couple of experts in that. Um, Frida Lim is a veteran green roof gardener. She's here today. Thanks so much for coming. Hi, how are you doing? Good. And we also have Bob Highland. He is an even more veteran <laughs> green roof gardener. Yes. A, a veteran of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Bob, um, you can check out all of Bob's uh, sagely advice at insideurbangreen.org. Um, and uh, you were mentioning that this is kind of like the catalyst, or you were hoping that it would be the ju- the launching point for a larger conversation. Yes. Yeah. And I, I probably should define a um, a term that I use that not everyone is familiar with. We we tend to have partitioning in the field of agriculture, horticulture. Um, gardening means something different than interior landscaping, as an example. And so I've been trying to get usage for the term uh, greenscaping in, and in our case here in the city, urban greenscaping, which, um, which is, a, is a term that hopefully becomes broad enough to cover uh, not only uh, aesthetic uh, plants that are used for decoration, both indoors and outdoors, but also edible uh, gardening as well. And uh, not only... Uh, oriented towards um, uh, containers, but also uh, in-ground, if you if you view uh, raised beds as a form of in-ground planting. Absolutely. So we can 
we can say more about that. But anyway, um, the, uh, the the term greenscaping is meant to be all-encompassing for plants in the city. I see. Okay. I'll start using that more then. <laughs> greenscaping. <laughs> Makes well, sense. thanks Spread. thanks to the uh, power of the internet, you can coin words and have them adopted. <laughs> Whoever thought there would be a word called locavore? Yeah, where did that come? Who started? San Francisco, I believe. Okay. And well. uh, it got adopted virtually overnight, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing. But that's that is amazing. The digital age. You know what else is new? A new word is foodie. I, I didn't hear that five, ten years ago, but now it's everywhere. Yes. It, that I use it. <laughs> I call time. myself one. Yes, and 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 um, not always graciously received by Definitely, food writers. Yeah. yeah, at least that's what I've observed. It's like a curse, right? Whatever. It's just a word. <laughs> <laughs> Is it acceptable for? I, mean, I don't mind it. I don't I, mind it either. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You're okay with it? No. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I use it all the time. Okay. I, I mean, in, in, in blogging. I mean, I also, so I, I'm not going to say what what the term for my background is from a st- street standpoint. But anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. Well, <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, talking about, well, I guess you, you mentioned raised beds um, and as well as, uh, what do you think like the advantages are of having a raised beds on roofs versus the containers, like such as those earth boxes and so forth? It's kind of another topic I altogether, mean, more too. Site, yeah. site specific, really, mm-hmm. is what. I mean, w- one of the major benefits. I mean, we, we can get into some nitty gritty, and we probably should define another term that has been coined, and I'm not the author of it. There's a, a neat group of rooftop gardeners in Chicago. That oh. are, they they go by the name Green Roof Growers. Oh, I saw that on your blog recently. Yeah, they are yeah. they are some really neat people. Mm-hmm. And that restaurant too is having what is it called again? The restaurant that Uncommon Grounds. Uncommon I just grounds. blogged about it uh, yeah. this morning. Um, anyway, Heidi, who is one of the gardeners, uh, coin coin the acronym SIP for sub-irrigated planter and I initially didn't have a good reaction to it mm-hmm. but I, I've now become sold on it it's very easy to remember yeah. and it has kind of a sip a it, connection it makes sense it, yeah, it fits. The plants gradually sip in the water rather than take a huge gulp uh-huh <laughs> okay yes and so it's it is slowly um, it's no question not as popular as locavore, but it's mm-hmm. it's creeping into the lexicon of of words that are used for. So, one of the major benefits of SIPs is portability. Ter- yeah, that's true. I, I view them really as um, uh, analogous to mobile phones, to mm-hmm. laptops. The essence, can you take your plant with you on vacation? You can. <laughs> you can, and you can eat it as well if so you choose So this is like to. a truly mobile plant, it edible, is. you know, tomato plant or whatever. If if, yeah. um, if we want to use another popular term in, in current uh, uh, conversation, it's food justice and words oh, yeah. like that. I don't know of any more food freedom than the ability of an individual to know how to grow some of their own food if they choose to. Well said. And that's what you can do with a SIP. Not only is it very user-friendly, uh, much like some uh, some of our new digital devices and 
probably a lot easier than than operating a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Not probably it is, but but secondarily is is um, what we used to call. I, I I spent my earlier life in what we then call the data processing industry, mm-hmm. and so old timers will remember distributed data processing. A SIP is distributed food. Okay. In my view, anyone, all you need is some space in the sun and a SIP. So you can really put this out on your front, a- you know, stoop or whatever. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Anywhere there's sun. And and the only security necessary is, you know, is, is that you have some protection from theft or whatever in the city, you know, which is a reality. But the the, the point I want to make was... You can locate this garden anywhere, whether it's on a roof, driveway, stoop. Window box, right. maybe. Or if um, there's an empty lot, you could get temporary use of it. And then if the yes. owner needs to sell it, or yes. then you could transport that entire garden to yes. the next lot. So, Excellent. Excellent right. point. And, and in fact, it is being done. It's being done over in Newark right. uh, with a... With a uh, a gardening, urban gardening project that was originally called Brick City Urban Farms. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is now known as Garden State Urban Farms, but the uh, unique aspect of it is their their uh, farm, which is now in its second year, second or third, is uh, 50, no, excuse me, 500, 500 mm. sips of the brand name Earthbox. Many people mm-hmm. know what an Earthbox is. It's one of the uh, few products in this uh, field with some sub-irrigated planters with some commercial, you know, brand name recognition. But anyway, they have they have five hundred earth boxes on this (laughs) lot. It's temporary usage. Wow. What's cool about it is this could be the model for community gardens, for school gardens, uh, whatever. once there's in the once the uh, the the use of the land is terminated is just bring in a flatbed truck or whatever and move the garden to a to another the happy, next happy spot property. yeah <laughs> so what makes just so for anyone listening who's yes. like i i want to sit but uh, what does it benefit so it makes the watering extremely hands off well right well to start with probably most people are are impressed by the statement which you can prove to yourself this is this is not a commercial uh, uh, pitch by the way <laughs> I don't, sure, yeah. there's nothing, we're not associated know, with earthbox yeah, or any right and and there's nothing that i do i don't even have uh, google ads on my blog that's i'm trying yeah. to maintain editorial impartiality uh, impartiality uh uh to 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 an extreme but mm-hmm. um uh now i lost my train of thought here the sip is yeah the, the, the major water, benefit is is is, is a water. is a clear statement would you like to double the production of your <laughs> vegetable garden okay most people would be interested in doing that that is not a um, that is not a wild th- this is documented by bloggers all over the country and by by other people who the the use of sips right now is kind of a guerrilla network mm. Um, I mean, it isn't exactly uh, uh, guerrilla gardening, but it's under the radar. Mm-hmm. It still is, and it's slowly coming out. I was very pleased to see Michelle 
uh, Kaufman, who is the um, the architect responsible for the smart home in Chicago, just blogged only just in the last couple of days a major endorsement of the earth boxes, oh, wow. which are now on the deck of uh, the smart home. Is the smart home like a green construction like, it building? Is, okay. It is in its third year. It's at the uh, Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. And, and uniquely, there are something like 70, 75 earth boxes on the granite steps on the entrance of the museum. Oh, wow. It is Great. not exactly what one would pick out as the site for a, for a vegetable garden. Um, I don't want to get in, in, into a <laughs> <Why> whole story. <laughs> well, it, uh, I, w- I would just direct anyone who's interested to pursue this further. I've blogged about it extens- extensively mm-hmm. uh, and, and lots of uh, photographs of uh, children participating in this thing, and it's just been an outstanding wow. example of a community garden that's portable. It's on the it's on the steps to the entrance to the museum. Anyway, um, it it uh, it's very significant when someone like uh, uh, Michelle Kaufman, she she is the architect designer of the smart home, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and and that is her architectural forte is designing uh, homes of the future for uh, middle class. These are these are not uh, expensive uh, uh, projects. So it's it's been a very very popular event, event and uh, exhibition in Chicago. That sounds wonderful. And incorporated yeah. into this now are SIPs. Oh, that's so, it makes sense. You know, steps are not some place that uh, it's going to take up any other. You know, I guess you don't need. The whole st- range of steps to walk well, up and down. Yeah. I, I can get carried away with mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, of verbiage and, and and get on my soapbox, you know, more than more than I like. Well, it. here I you mean, go yes. <laughs> on the radio. But the, the point I want to make about that is, it it, it is um, it's a subject that anyone can take their own personal action. Mm-hmm. You don't need to rely on somebody else's endorsement for this. You can do it yourself, with, with, with very little investment in time and money, and what you'll see is you'll have healthier plants. I'm serious. the The productivity is in the range of fifty percent more than even in ground growing. Oh wow! Yes, and at the same time conserving water, mm-hmm. and and we really haven't addressed that subject. I think uh, uh, well enough in this country. But yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, w- water conservation and uh, time conservation. Weeding, we are, no weeding. From the people. Virtually no weeding. Right. <laughs> How does it prevent weeds? Is it the covers from... Mulch okay. cover. Mulch yeah. cover. Mm-hmm. It really is... The SIP is analogous to a uh, to an intensive care unit. Mm-hmm. I mean... Like an incubator or yes. something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For plants. I mean, if you want to draw up a mental image of a SIP garden... Transport yourself, you know, through your mind to to a hospital and looking through the window into the. And and you, you know, know this is not like crazy technology. It's just like a more advanced box to, you know. Well. Do a few more uh, rolls and. It. I'm 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 amused when I read about the, the recent invention of the earth box, mm. which I think it's is not about, okay. Well, thanks thanks to uh, the power of of Google. Uh, a few months ago, I discovered 
some very interesting information. There's a um, there's a man by the name of Liberty Hyde Bailey, which um, most horticultural uh, people know who Liberty L. H. Bailey. Hmm. He's the founder of the American Horticultural Society. Anyway, I discovered in doing some um, Google searching in in uh, academic books, he he was sub-irrigating vegetable garden over a hundred years ago. Oh wow! They they in a, in effect it- made a uh, sip bench. <laughs> By lining the bench with concrete and using uh, uh, tile, clay tile. I bet there's a lot of similar... And and, yeah. and, 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 and documented all the benefits oh. that we know today that are publicized by the <laughs> commercial product Earthbox. So um, that'll give a perspective. Somehow, though, we've, we've gone astray. Yeah, and, lost um, the recipe or something. Y- uh, yeah, y- yes, and, and that gets into a very complicated subject and I'm in the process of I'm either going to write a book or um, uh, a white paper documenting right. the history of all of this wow and so so really, anyway I hope you do um, well it it um, it would serve some social purpose that's for, that's for sure particularly when we're when we are dealing with major national issues like obesity mm-hmm and one way to solve obesity problems, in my opinion, is put the power of personal food production in the hands of people who can experience both the ease and the ability to grow the food and, better yet, find out that fresh food off the vine, you know, is candy. I mean, I remember as a young kid in, in the Victory Gardens that we had, uh, and I had a sweet tooth, uh, <laughs> definitely a candy junkie, uh, that experience, like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't believe that it's going to be solved by uh, solely by community gardens. Right. Well, let's get right back to that. We're just going to take a quick yes. break. I know you chose a song, Frida, and let's, let's ha- put that on and be right back in a minute. Thanks.
we're back uh, with Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and uh, today we have Bob Highland and Frida Limbs as our guests. And we were just talking about, um, check out, please do check out InsideUrbanGreen.org. That's Bob's uh, collection of very insightful tips and news updates on everything concerning uh, urban I guess green, greenscaping. Greenscaping, mm-hmm. sure. Today's show is brought to you again by Acme Smoked Fish. So we were just, um, you know, talking about the advantages of um, these self-watering, um, self, eh, sub-irrigated planters, right. sips, right? Um, but better well known, unfortunately, by the as self-watering, self-watering yeah. containers. It's, but it's yeah. a misnomer. Go ahead, Bob. It's a misnomer. It, oh. it is a misnomer, and I mean it. It, it is. Um, it probably has undermined the use of sub-irrigation, okay. sub-irrigated planters, because it is uh, once you get hooked into the the terminology self-watering, <laughs> there's an assumption that there's an intelligence on the part. <laughs> it's of, a little overly promissory, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's a and, robot. It, and there's an implication that there is intelligence on the part of plants. As if they were cats or dogs, uh, animals, <laughs> and the plant has no brain. Hey, so really? if you keep if you keep feeding water to it, you mm. drown the plant. Yeah. So uh, you were also That's saying that um, some of your favorite things to grow were sweets, and I, I know you guys are both growing stuff right now. Like, what's well, the thought oc- um, the, the thought occurred to me. I'm, I'm serious. I was a candy junkie as a kid. <laughs> I mean, I had a mouthful of silver like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it was a candy store on oh, the way no. the way to grade school, but I remembered I am a living victory gardener. Mm-hmm. Now that dates me, that's for sure. <laughs> but what I remember is that that sweet tooth that I had was satisfied by fresh vegetables, uh-huh. and and all of a sudden this little light bulb went on in my head. We need to get the ability to produce personal food in the hands of children in the inner city on a very personal level they don't need to have a school garden they don't really need to have a community garden not that i'm saying that those don't have value i'm saying these kids have cell phones give them a sip as well (laughs) (laughs) and if you want to hook them into eating fresh vegetables I can remember eating fresh peas right off the vine. Even, even radishes, which are hot, I remember those as well. And I certainly remember, I mean, all of it just was... Tomatoes and beans, certainly the peas. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm, I, for the kids, I am this doing like uh, three different varieties of melons. I'm checking that out. Well, oh, great. Yeah. yeah. This, is really, this is really cool. You know, uh, and I, I really want to acknowledge... Uh, Frida and what she is what she is doing she found my blog last year and was open to trying something new uh, I call it modernity but uh, we won't uh, uh, hassle over the terminology she saw the potential in it potential in doing it and that's how we connected the result became 75 sips uh, homemade sips from uh, made from uh, uh, tote boxes, but anyway, let me get to the point. And the guanas, correct? Right, guanas yeah. roof. Yes, Frida has a daughter who who is just the sweetest uh, kid, who 
who lives in this rooftop garden. <laughs> she has experienced, Blaze has just experienced everything that I just said. Right. First right. hand. First hand. Yeah. Um, she, she nibbles on some, but most of it is novelty of picking and pulling. But she's getting there. She's de- definitely getting curious. Like, she'll try. At least she tries really? everything yeah. right off the vine. Some of it is very appealing. Like, do you yeah. have strawberries right now? We it's don't have strawberries. I didn't have much fruit. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. I wish I, I did. I mean, I totally I forgot about strawberries. I mean, so, and, and basically, if the plant has roots, you can grow it in the sub-irrigated planter. Mm-hmm. I just want to uh, make a comment. The benefit of sub-irrigated planters is not just the irrigation. I've come to use the terminology that's probably uh, equally as important, and it's sub-aeration. That's the benefit of SIPs. You get a combination of sub-irrigation and Mm sub-aeration. There is an air pocket. Your garden is now floating on a cushion of air. Okay. And so, so it's perfect for roofs. Plants need, plants need need light for photosynthesis. Mm-hmm. They need nutrition in the media, and they need water, and they need oxygen. And so the the death and the uh, the uh, malnutrition of plants is probably more from a lack of oxygen oh. uh, than anything. Than like nutrients, container like plants. nitrogen. Huh. Yes. Okay. Well. Um, yeah. So, was there anything else that you enjoy growing right now um, that's coming up on your roof project? Or uh, it's the great thing about the sips also is that mm-hmm. I could do succession gardening. So, okay. I'm yes. quite fortunate in that I have space where something, while well, well, it's in the middle of growing, I could have something else starting and then replace it. Replace it once. One totally. thing is exhausted, yeah. or in for this season has bolted. I don't know if you've oh, had a yeah, some hot broccoli and yeah, everything cauliflower like, just totally yeah, squealed. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you could have something else in its place, fairly in progress. Quickly. Okay, yeah, and oh, just replace. That's a, that's a great idea instead it, of having to kind of start over. Right, and then again for portability, that was a great answer for me because we're going to be building a master bedroom, and so I could take my garden and it up to the next level eventually you're i'm mass- going to be building up on top of our roof oh like another oh. you're building like a little penthouse on yeah, your roof right i'll be eventually hey, cool. and so then my garden instead of like putting all this time and energy into it can now come upstairs again ah, higher up that's that's brilliant <laughs> right and right, it's lit so. it's light too like you, everybody can carry one of these uh, no they're heavy <laughs> they, they are can, heavy well it, it Depends. You can make them any size you want. Okay. Basically, yeah. eighteen gallon is yes. is a handful. There's kid size too. Right. Hmm. Oh, and we are testing out in window boxes. Yes. We've got a pie shop on the corner, uh, four and twenty and blackbirds, and we're demo testing there. Well, okay. and re- recycled soda bottles. Exactly. So we're using upcycling, using found materials. You're, you're growing stuff these. out of soda bottles. Right? Yes. Okay. That's what I brought you a little fi- oh, a little ficus tree right. growing in a uh, soda bottle sip. Right. 
as so, well as thanks. using soda bottles, water bottles as uh, mecha- uh, plumbing. Hey, yes. that's cool. In some cases, so. Thanks, guys. So, this so, is great. so give a kid a sip. That's <laughs> all that's right. The, uh, now I'll have to show you the uh, the recycled kegs that we're using absolutely. on the roof. Absolutely, <laughs> very exciting. I, I read about them. Great. And it, one more thing, I just want to add. When you were saying um, about you know candy or vegetables sated yes. your sweet tooth. Yes. Um, the funniest thing when I um, there's some ripe strawberries on my roof this morning and I handed some to uh, a couple of friends they're actually alpine strawberries so yes. they're like the most sweetest strawberries in the world so there's that but also they're like That's a, that tastes like candy that tastes like strawberry jam that doesn't yes. taste like a strawberry yes but amazing yes, oh, cool totally cool. it does the job yeah let's videotape that <laughs> okay let's do that <laughs> thanks so much for joining it looks like that's about all the time um, thanks thank you Kathy but do, thanks so much for coming Bob and Frida and do check out InsideUrbanGreen.org We'll see you next week. Um, I'd like to thank Jack Insley and Nat Wiener in the control booth and everybody at Heritage. Be here next week. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and this is Let's Eat In.